0: Hello, 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 good morning and welcome to my devious and disabled diary of a Disabled Dominatrix podcast. Welcome, this is my first recording. I'm very excited to share with you all my exciting stories and information. I will start with an introduction that I am a 29-year-old, six five, Disabled Dominatrix and have been in the lifestyle a little over four years now going on five however as is true with many kinksters i can identify small things my entire life that was leading me in this direction starting of course with my leather knee-high boots and corset that i would wear in high school to school and not on any particular special day just because I felt like it and felt hot as fuck in it. Okay. So that should have tipped me off. Then I read a book while in high school called The Tall Book. Okay. And this was a very good book for someone my height who was you know, not surrounded by other tall people. I don't come from a tall family. I don't come from, you know, a community that has very many tall people. I didn't date anyone growing up, especially that was tall. All of my girlfriends were like between five foot and five foot five. Even my mother is only like five foot six. So I was like, I got to get this book. I'm going to read it. And I fell in love with it. Okay. And there was this one chapter about a New York city dominatrix, who I distinctly remember getting paid a $1,000 to piss on someone. I think. I believe it was in that book. Maybe not. But I do know that she got paid good motherfucking money to dominate men. And it was because she was so tall that they came to her. And so I kept that little tidbit in the back of my mind for about 10 years. And after my first relationship ended, within two days, it clicked, oh my god, I'm a dominatrix. Whether I identify with one, as one, or not, I definitely have the personality and the power behind it. And I went full force into studying and understanding this lifestyle. Now, something that sets me aside from other kinksters and other Amazons is that I am disabled, I do have several chronic illnesses, and I like to find ways to utilize kink to help me be a better dom, to help my subs enjoy themselves better. A lot of my submissive play partners do have their own chronic pain and illnesses, and my little line is, I bring the pain and I relieve it, because I am a pro-cannabis advocate, when especially when it comes to chronic illness and pain. So I create topicals to help relieve chronic pain, chronic debilitating pain. And I found that within the kink community, there were actually a lot of people who did have chronic pain and illness and utilized kink in a way to help, you know, enjoy their sex lives and to get out of that pain cycle in their heads. So this podcast for me is going to really be about combining kink and chronic illness, which is why it's called Devious and Disabled, a chronic illness kink podcast, specifically a diary of a disability dom, which is me. I will be talking about personal stories about my life, my subs my experiences and those of others around me so if you are someone who's been in the kink community who's had chronic illnesses who wants to share their story please reach out and contact me at deviousanddisabled at gmail.com i would love to interview you and hear about how you have incorporated kink into your lifestyle to help manage your pain i first got involved in rope as an explorative, you know, moment to kind of figure out if there was a way to kind of hold my body in a certain position that would allow sex to be more enjoyable. And it took years of studying and and I still have not found the partner that I would tie myself for because in that way, I do enjoy rope personally on myself. In that way, I can be a little bit of a switch. However, I used those rope ties that I learned for myself to better help my body in a sexual experience. And I now tie others into those ties and I can see on their faces how much more enjoyable the sexual experience is when held into a certain position. You're not forced to hold your legs up. You're not, you know, you have something holding you and you can just enjoy the sensations that are being brought to your body. I love that. I love rope. It is one of my number one personal kinks, and I have so much of it. And I had a special bondage bed frame built for me by my loyal handy slave. It is a gorgeous, larger than a California King style bed, longer rather, with steel channel over the top, that are screwed in with hooks if you've seen my website you may catch glimpses of this beautiful piece that was built for me along with other wonderful pieces now i will say i may have fallen into becoming a dominatrix because i read this book in high school and i needed to make some money and i thought you know it wouldn't be such a bad idea to try and see what i can do with my height but truthfully. I fell in love with it it really is a huge part of my being I exude it people just assume it now when they meet me and it is hilarious Um so I am excited to be sharing these stories with you to be talking with other people who have health problems and are in kink to help you explore new avenues of kink bring things to mind that you never would have thought, and hear stories of experiences that for sure you've probably never had because you're not a six foot five dominatrix. Look, here's the deal. My first experience as a dominatrix in the moment, I gotta say, I broke up with my ex, two days later, I'm like, ding, 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 I'm a fucking dom, okay? I gotta live this life and be honest, because my ex was just not about it. I had to constantly placate and make him feel like the bigger man, and that was exhausting for me, okay? I get it. Men need to have their egos boosted. Fuck that. I'm not gonna be that bitch. I'm gonna tell you like it is. I'm gonna knock you down the fucking peg you deserve so that you can climb that ladder the way you should the logical way the smart way not because someone's just saying that you're doing things okay all right all right so i decide to do what many girls my age do at the time i was like 26 years old or something okay so i go on pinterest because immediately i'm like corsets leather boots whips you know, great makeup, masks, all the gloves and the heels and like the look. I was about the look to start. So I start pinning. Okay. I go crazy. I pin a board, a whole board, dominatrix. Okay. However, I forgot that uh, Pinterest is a public board. I didn't intentionally make this a private board. And I get a message from a long time ago family friend someone that my dad had gone to college with his dad and when i was like a little girl i had like the biggest crush on this guy right of course he's tall cute sweet we're around the same age our families were close i just remember being like four years old five years old swimming around a swimming pool with him trying to fucking kiss this boy okay he was not having it but i wanted that kiss and then forget it i found another boy to kiss me after that another family friend we had a date for like I don't know, a whole week we were boyfriend and girlfriend at like five, right? That's how I rolled. So this little bitch, that's what I'm going to call him, my little bitch, because he was my first, okay? Little Charlotte. That is what I named him. Charlotte confessed to me in an email, well, rather, let me go back. So I'm pinning all these Pinterest boards, and I went nuts that night, and the next morning I receive a message from this old-time friend. And it says as follows, you single-handedly ruined my Pinterest feed. Now, <laughs> that is all I've seen, right? And I am just mortified. I'm like, oh my God, he knows what is going to happen. So I'm just like, you know what? If it bothered you, why didn't you just delete me? You're right. And he goes, well... <coughs> I'm a panty wearing sissy boy, and goes on to confess all of his devious, disgusting, preferences now I do say disgusting because they were disgusting he is a toilet pig okay now someone just joining the lifestyle who had not ever delved into things that extreme for that to be my first conversation was a little much but I knew this guy I've known him a long time I felt comfortable and then aware of what he liked. We had a lot of discussion. I had him fill out a form that told me the things that he was into and not into. And we talked for a long time and decided to hang out. It had been years since we'd seen each other. And at this time, he wore his wife's underwear that he had stolen And I brought him over to the house and had him sit on the floor while we chatted, which was great. I think that was a great little first starter. The next time he came over, however, things were stepped up a notch and I had him stripped down to those little panties crawling around on the floor licking my bathroom floor. Now he wanted to lick the toilet. I was not going to have that right away. You know, that's something you work up to. So he's licking the floor and I'm calling him a disgusting pig and laughing my ass off. And I'm like, you know what? This works. This guy is not going to be my bitch for real. And I'm definitely not going to do anything very sexual with him. But I get a taste for that power. And he... I see it on his face, how much he needs it and adores it. And I like that. So we start there. I'm humiliating him. I'm taking pictures of him. I'm, you know, using him as my sissy maid. I've even brought people over to see him do these things in an apron and in heels. And it's cute and it's fun. And years later, he will still come as soon as I call. However... I've had many more fun experiences since then that I have enjoyed a lot more than that first one, but it was interesting that a longtime family friend had come out to me in that capacity, and what I have learned about being a dominatrix is that the people who come to you, who feel connected to you, who want to submit to you, that doesn't go away not for me at least I've met people just once in their life and they still message me every year they want to see me again they want to know if I'm coming back to Vegas they want to know if I'm coming back to Ohio I don't travel that much because I am a disabled dom I've built my oasis in my home in my area and I'm very very choosy about who I play with personally however I have a lot of fun with my online subs as well so please stay tuned. There will be many more stories of my online experiences and my offline experiences. You're welcome to ask questions, email me questions, email me topics you're interested in. Anything from disabled, kinking, to being a tall dominatrix, to just how do you talk to your sub, you know, when they're in a subspace? How do you communicate with someone who is just Off their rocker in Pleasureville, you gotta find those easy pathways. And I've been taking classes and talking with other kinksters for years, and I feel comfortable sharing this information with you all because I believe kink and the lifestyle should be brought to a more comfortable mainstream light. I think a lot of people are what I would call vanilla kink, which is they're interested, they enjoy some aspects of it. Maybe they don't want to live the lifestyle fully. Maybe they're not interested in dynamics, but these people have, you know, an interest, and they definitely enjoy maybe rougher sex, biting, being tied up, you know, that power dynamic in a sexual experience is, is hot as fuck no matter who you are. That is what I have to say. I am signing off here today. This is your disability dom, and I will see you all again soon. Have a great day kinky afternoon, my friends.